Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Longhorns, your daily number one source for all things Texas athletics, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jonathan Davis, the voice of University of Texas football and basketball. Thank you, as always, for making Locked On Longhorns your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe to Locked On Longhorns on YouTube for exclusive content and to put a face behind the voice of your favorite podcast. Make sure you like us, rate us, review us, give us five stars. Anything less than that, I have to believe you're not listening hard enough. It's Hump Day, Longhorn Nation, and I have a great show for you today. Football is around the corner. Sark has announced the spring practice dates. I'll tell you about those, plus the five players I'm most excited to watch in spring practices and the orange and white game on April 23rd. The Texas Longhorns football program has brought in a new defensive analyst, Joey Thomas. I'll tell you a little bit about his background and what he brings to this football team in 2022. And the second to the last game in the Irwin Center tonight, TCU versus Texas. I'll preview that matchup. But without further ado, y'all know how we do it on this podcast, Longhorn Nation. Let's get into it. So disappointed season last year. Five and seven, lost to Kansas. We smoked the 21-point lead to Oklahoma. We smoked the lead to Oklahoma State. And things weren't good going into the offseason. But, you know, the best fan base in the nation, Longhorns, hook them. You know, we we find a way to get excited. And and it's not hard to do uh, when you have a top 10 uh, transfer class out of the transfer portal. When you have uh, the number five recruiting class in the nation, headlined by Devin Campbell and Kelvin Banks. You have Sark coming back for his second year. We've seen some of the additions like Gary Patterson to the coaching staff. Um, And then just players uh, left over like B. John Robinson on offense, Xavier Worthy, and then Agent Zero on defense who were there last year, but you know will come in um, and be even better this year, some of the best players in the country. So it's not hard to to get excited uh, (laughs) about um, going into the season, you know, uh, Andre 3000 said spaceships don't come equipped with rearview mirrors. They did. And we got officially uh, just burn any memories <laughs> of last season at this point and move forward. And so Sark has announced the spring training dates starting on March 22nd of this year. It's going to be Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday, all the way up until April 23rd, the orange and white game where we see the players in action for real, for real. And that's going to be part of the Made in Austin weekend, the first annual Made in Austin weekend. We're going to have a lot of great stuff for the Longhorn fans, live music, um, food and drinks, art, you know, performances, all kind of different stuff, not to mention the number one baseball team in the country. Your Texas Longhorns will be playing the Baylor Bears at home. So it's a great weekend for the Longhorn fans all around but especially uh, for the people, all of us that are invested in this Texas football team. Um, So I can't wait to see him on April 23rd in the orange and white game. And speaking of that game, I want to talk about five players that I'm most excited to watch in the spring practices, but of course in that game. And so number five coming in for me, it's going to start on the defensive side at defensive tackle, Alfred Collins. This is a player coming out of high school that was uh, the number one defensive lineman in his district two years in a row, junior year and senior year, depending on where you were looking on what website, he was a top, you know, 50 to 60 prospect in the country coming out of high school. And I don't know if we've seen uh, the level of production 
that would match those type of expectations thus far in his two years at the 40 acres at the University of Texas. Now, I think that he will have a huge year. I think he's going to have to um, have a huge, huge year and kind of match, you know, the expectations that we've had uh, for him. When you look at a defense that averaged 31, giving up 31 points a game last season, it all starts up front in the trenches, especially um, a team that only had 20 sacks. And a huge part of his game is going to have to be, of course, getting pressure on the quarterback, getting to the quarterback. But outside of that, you're also going to have to make sure that you're kind of occupying blocks, you know, stopping the run, but occupying blocks, uh, maybe one to two blockers, definitely taking on double teams, allowing players behind him like Agent Zero, Luke Rockermeyer, and Jalen Ford, the linebackers, to be able to run freely, um, run in space, and and make plays. And so that's going to be a huge part of this Texas defense taking a a step forward and proving from being one of the worst defenses in the Big 12, one of the worst defenses in the country. Alfred Collins is going to have to take that next step on the defensive line. And I think if he does, that makes everybody's job easier. I talked about on the podcast yesterday how the defensive line works in conjunction um, with the defensive backfield, you know, getting pressure so they don't have to cover as long. And then, of course, you know, once again, if, if he can occupy blocks, that only allows space for our playmakers at the linebacker position uh, to be able to fly in and not worry, not worry about having to shed blocks, but just come in and make plays. So Alfred Collins checks in at number five on my list. Number four. I'm going to the offensive side, and I'm talking about the Texas Longhorns running back, not named Bijan Robinson. Yes, I'm going with Roshan Johnson. Now, we have two great running backs behind Bijan Robinson and Roshan Johnson and Keelan Robinson. And of course, Bijan is going to get the majority of the snaps. Of course, Bijan is going to get the majority of the touches. Well deserved. One of the best players in the country coming in at number four on the uh, Heisman rankings. He has the fourth best odds to win the Heisman this year as the best player in college football. When we look at Roshan, a player that's super explosive, super fast, and when he got his opportunities last year, he had 112 yards against Rice on three carries, including a 72-yard touchdown run. We saw him with 77 yards um, against West Virginia, and then he had 179 yards in a game where B. John Robinson didn't play against Kansas State. So when you got players on the outside like Xavier Worthy, um, Jordan Whittington, and Isaiah Nair, Jaleel Billingsley at tight end, and then Bijan. Uh, Sark can, you know, only utilize Roshan. Um, utilizing Roshan will will make a, make it a nightmare for defenses, right? You already got to worry about all these other players, and you got this change of pace back coming in that allows you to spell Bijan Robinson and not put too much of a workload on him. Um, but but also, just I think a player that if he was on any other team, most teams in the country, he'd be a starter. When you you have that level of talent as a backup, you have to find a way uh, to to utilize him in, in a lot of different ways and make sure he's getting snaps and touches and we know sark who's an offensive mastermind will do that and it's going to be a nightmare for anybody that is not wearing orange and white burnt orange and white next season so roshan comes in at number four on my list i'll be excited to see how they utilize him um in that orange and white game and then just moving forward into the season uh how big of a role he plays on this offense because i think if, if that's something if he's a player that that defenses seriously have to um game plan for is is good night, Irene, for, for anybody not in the Texas football jersey next season. Moving up to number three, I'm going back to the defensive side. Once again, we gave up 31 points a game last year, so I'm going to be looking at that defense. I know what the offense can do. I know the type of talent we have, but I'm going to be looking at that defense. I'm coming in at Jalen Ford. I talked about him a little bit earlier. So he mostly um, came in and spot opportunities last year with, with DeMarvin Overshine and Luke Rockermeyer holding down the linebacker spots and 
Luke Brockermeyer uh, was good last year. Um, not great. Yeah, just didn't see the type of playmaking um, that you would like to from a starting linebacker. And we know uh, with the Texas football program, it's just a higher standard. You know, we need elite. And, and Jalen Ford in his time last year, he looked really explosive. Um, get into the ball carrier, stopping the run, even show some competency, um, guarded tight ends and, and uh, running backs out of the backfield. And so I'm looking for him to, to probably take over that starting middle linebacker spot this year. The key for him will be how do you handle um, going from coming in and limited steps, being fresh to being that starting linebacker, um, being one of the signal callers on the defense and um, being a leader on that defense. Will you still be able to match that level of production that you had in limited time? if you're on the field for the majority of the snap. So that's going to be the biggest key. But I think if Alfred Collins could come in and be better, that defensive line is better. We know that DeMarvian Overshine, Agent Zero, is going to take that next step as he gets more comfortable in transitioning into the linebacker position. We know how talented he is. Um, the defensive backfield, they made a lot of in, uh, investments at safety and corner. Uh, so if Jalen Ford uh, could come in and, and continue to be an impact player full-time for the Texas Longhorns, um, this is going to be a defense that's going to be well improved. I don't know where they'll rank, but they won't be at 100 um, if Jalen Ford takes over that starting middle, line, middle linebacker spot and 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 is really an asset to this Texas Longhorns football team, as he has been in the past. Like I said, the key is just being able to do that on a more consistent basis when you get more playing time. And so um, Jalen Ford comes in at number three on my list because I think he's going to be huge. Number two, I'm sticking with the defensive side, but I'm moving back up to the defensive line. Uh, one of the commits. So we talked so much about uh, Kelvin Banks and, and Devin Campbell, rightfully so, the two five stars from the Texas Longhorns class on the offensive line. But on the defensive line, I really like Justice Finkley. He's an early enrollee, came out of Alabama. Um, he went to high school in Alabama. And he wrestled in high school. So he's really good with his hands. He's really good with his technique. He can play on the edge. He can slide down and play a little defensive tackle. He's going to give those defensive coaches um, a lot of versatility. And from everything I've seen, he's already come in. He's a workout warrior. Um, I've seen plenty of workout videos of, of him out there just going crazy in the weight room. He's ingratiated himself with the fans. He, he's really becoming a household name. Um, but he just looks hungry, and he has that mindset. And, and I think that he'll come in right away and, and be a situational pass rusher, maybe third downs, um, second and longs, you know, things like that, obvious passing situations. And then eventually towards the end of the year, um, and especially next year, he'll be an every down starter. Um, a great run stopper and, you know, um, has some savvy getting to the to the, the quarterback for sure. Um, especially, like I said, he, he was a wrestler, so he has that technique. Uh, he He's going to be one of the best players on this defense for years to come. Longhorn Nation, if you haven't heard his name yet or don't know much about him, uh, make sure you read into Justice Inkley. He's definitely um, going to be an asset and, and a great player to watch for the next few years at the 40 Acres. Checking in at number one on the list, he should be number one on everybody's list. Quinn Ewers, no surprise here. Potential starting quarterback for the Texas Longhorns this season. He has the moxie. I mean, he has a mullet in 2022. Let's <laughs> tell you how much confidence he has. The arm talent, he can make every throw. He has advanced accuracy, great size at 6'3". And I think you're looking at um, a, a quarterback. I mean, Vegas has him as the number five odds to, to win the Heisman this year. And he hasn't even been announced the starting quarterback yet. So that tells you. Uh, just kind of the potential he has. I think you're looking at a player that in two to three years we could be talking about as one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL draft. And so the Texas Longhorns are, are lucky to have him. He does have to beat out Hudson Card for that starting quarterback spot. But if, if Quinn Ewers gets uh, 
you know, QB one, if he gets that title, if he uh, is the player under center in the 2022 season, starting with Louisiana Monroe, I'm predicting great things for this Texas football team going into 2022. Hungry? Try Built Bar, especially the Puffs. If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. Mm, so good. These are going to be your new favorite. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They're better. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It will be delicious and it will be good for you. At Built Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every single time. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, Longhorn Nation. So we've seen um, Sark has come in and he's made a lot of changes to the coaching staff. Uh, it's really kind of assembled the Avengers, <laughs> if you think about it, um, on this coaching staff. So he brought in a new running backs coach in Tashar Choice, a new wide receivers coach in Brennan Marion. Uh, we know that he brought in Gary Patterson um, to help Pete Koskowski on the defensive side. I think the defense is going to be much improved giving up 31 points a game last season. They want that won't happen again. Um, Gary Patterson's defenses were really good at TCU. They fell off a little bit. I'm um, in the last couple of years, but uh, he, he's a really good defensive coach. And so now you bring in Joey Thomas, who is going to help uh, Pete Koskowski coach the defensive backs. And this is a player he played under Pete at Montana state. He played corner um, in the defensive backfield. He was a third round selection by the Green Bay Packers in the 2004 NFL Draft. He also spent time with the New Orleans Saints, Dallas Cowboys, Miami Dolphins, and Oakland Raiders as a player, as well as the Edmonton Eskimos in the CFL. And so he spent time in high school uh, as a coach, and then uh, he coached two different high schools, and then he moved on to the college level in 2019 at Fort Scott Junior College before ultimately moving up to Florida Atlantic in 2020, uh, 2020 as an analyst. And then after a year as an analyst, he was promoted to the wide receivers coach. And so now he is joining Pete Kwiatkowski again, this time as a fellow coach, not a player under him, once again, coming in to help coach the defensive backs. And so I think this is a great move uh, for the Texas Longhorns football team. You're bringing in um, uh, a player that's uh, bringing in a coach that's already familiar with Pete Kraskowski and what he likes to do, having played under him. And he has a great pedigree being a third round pick uh, in the NFL draft. That's not easy to do, you know, and he played seven seasons. And so the average career for an NFL player is three years. So that tells you that he was very um, good at what he did uh, in the NFL. And what I like too, is he's coached on both sides of the ball. So he's been a passing game coordinator in college. He's been a really all three. He's been a special teams coordinator um, and, and now a secondary coach 
And I talked about, we've talked about some of the players um, that they brought in. Of course, you have players coming back like Deshaun Jameson um, on the defensive side uh, in the defensive backfield. But then you bring in Terrence Brooks, who was the third um, highest ranked prospect in the Texas Longhorns recruiting class. Um, you got Ryan Watts coming over who made played in a lot of games last year for the Ohio State Buckeyes. I think he comes in um, and plays right away. I like Brian Allen Jr. at senior, uh, a se- Brian Allen Jr. at safety out of Alito. Um, and so he's coming in with a lot of talent to, to work with. And, and once again, his defense wasn't great last year. And, and I think that all three, um, you know, units on this defense, the linebacker spot, the, the defensive backfield and the defensive line are going to have to improve. Um, but I think once again, with, with, with Pete um, Kroskowski and Gary Patterson working in conjunction, I think they're, they're going to have, uh, they're going to have a, a lot more kind of versatility um, this season, just bringing in different players. Uh, they're going to have a, a lot of different schemes and a, a lot of different things. They can, uh, a lot of different ways to attack offenses with this defense. And then, so you bring in um, a seasoned uh, NFL cornerback, a, a coach that's coached uh, in multiple different phases of the game. And, and he comes in and he can coach up those defensive backs on, on techniques and, and best practices and things. And it, it, it just only points to, uh, you know, this defense being a lot better than it was last year. We know that the offense is going to take a step forward. We know that. And so the defense, if they can just, you know, be, you know, match what the offense is doing, I, they're not going to be as good as the offense. And I'm not saying they're going to go from, a uh, hundred in the country to, to what Georgia had last year, of course, anything like that. But, you know, he's done a really good job. Um, Sarkaz bringing in these coaches. And, and I think that, you know, it, it starts in the film room. It, it starts at practice and it all translates on the field. So if they're getting uh, elite coaching um, and which I think Sark has done a good job of bringing in, uh, we're only going to see that production on the field. So like I said, they're bringing in some really good players, Ryan Watts, I think with his experience and his pedigree at Ohio state, he comes right in. It probably starts right away on uh, opposite of, of Deshaun Jameson. You got players like um, Terrence Brooks who can come in and, and spell your starters if he doesn't start right away. I mean, he's really talented, the 82nd ranked prospect in the country out of Little Elm, Texas. Or if not, he could play in the slot, play in nickel packages. And, and if this defensive backfield is is can hold their own, that only allows you to do so much more with your front seven. You know, so if you have uh, confidence that that your defensive backfield can go out there and, and cover. Um, then you can get a little more aggressive, you know, uh, blitzing, kind of putting them on the island and, and doing different things. And, and I think we'll see uh, a big improvement uh, from them, the, the safeties and the cornerbacks in man coverage and zone coverage next year. So I really like this move. Um, we talked about, you know, what Sark has done with the coaching staff. He's still looking in, still, still looking to bring in David Cutcliffe as an analyst as well uh, to help with the passing game, help with the offense. Uh, but Sark has done a great job building up this coaching staff. Joey Thomas, new defensive analyst, and he will be coaching up the defensive backs for the Texas Longhorns football program. So look for this defense to be much improved next year on the Longhorns path to winning the Big 12 in 2022. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today 
or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. Also, Bet Online just dropped their College World Series odds. So go check those out. You already know who's at the top. The Texas Longhorns baseball team, the number one team in the country. We love to see it. All right. So tonight, the second to the last game in the Irwin Center, TCU comes in to face the Texas Longhorns, who haven't looked great as of late. They lost against Baylor. They had to go to overtime against the Oklahoma team that got massacred last night by Texas Tech. And then... Of course, the loss to Texas Tech uh, by us. Now, Texas, the last time we played TCU, they beat them 73-50, to which was on January 25th. Texas has beat TCU six straight times. But don't get it twisted, Longhorn Nation. This game will be a lot tougher than 73-50. to And Chris Beard even said that in his media availability. Um, he thought, you know, this is Texas, when we played them, we shot over 40% from three. This had everything working. And conversely, the Horn Frogs couldn't get anything going. Um, but he knows that this will be a, a, a way tougher matchup. This will not be a 23-point win tonight. However, I will be in the building for the game. So if it is a 23-point win, you know, I'll be in there yelling, hook them. I might go live. I might do locked on Longhorns live from the Irwin Center uh, if they get down on, <laughs> on the Horn Frogs like that. But I, I think the biggest key uh, for this game is going to be the rebounding. Uh, TCU is an elite rebounding team especially on the offensive end that they don't shoot the ball well this is a team that shoots under 30 cent from three 30 percent from three as a team and so maybe that's why they're so good at offensive rebounding they have more opportunities but texas is a team that hasn't been great at rebounding and that's kind of been exacerbated by uh, the loss of, of trey mitchell we just don't have a lot of size and so we saw in our last game against texas tech we were out rebounded 40 uh, to 30 and they can't allow that to happen um, with tcu tcu also uh, is a really good team, uh, especially with players like Mike Miles um, at getting into uh, the paint. Emmanuel Miller and Mike Miles, they they really get into the paint and, and put pressure um, on your defense, kind of force you to collapse and, and then just make plays off of that and, and get to the free throw line. And so that's going to be key. In the last game, uh, they missed a lot of free throws against Texas and they're not going to be able uh, to do that, you know, if, if they're trying to beat the Longhorns. And so Texas is really going to have to keep them out of the paint and force them to be a three-point shooting team. Now that has easier said than done. Um, once again, they just have a little bit more size than Texas. That's where Texas lacks, and they're a better rebounding team. But if you can keep them out the paint and force them to be a jump shooting team, I, I really don't think that they stand a chance. Now, uh, we know that Marcus Carr and Timmy Allen are going to have to be better once again um, with the absence of Trey Mitchell. When you're losing nine points a game and, and five rebounds, it doesn't sound like a lot, you know, if you don't watch college basketball, but that's huge, you know, for a team that only averages um, about 67 points a game, nine points, and, and a team that isn't great on the on the rebounding, um, five rebounds is a lot as well. They just don't have a lot of size. Um, really out of, of Christian Bishop, um, you just don't have a lot of players you can trust down there to play heavy minutes, at least at this point. Um, and so they're going to have to uh, – Timmy Allen and Marcus Carr are going to have to be better. Andrew Jones is going to have to continue um, the offensive hot streak that he's been on, but he's going to have to shoot a little bit better from the field than he did against Texas Tech. We're going to need more from Courtney Ramey. And, and Marcus Carr and, and Timmy Allen, I know I was hard on them on the podcast, but I thought they did a great job uh, of coming up to the podium, answering questions, taking responsibility. I mean, like Chris Beard said, it's a team effort, but, but Marcus Carr and, and Timmy Allen put the loss on their backs. And so I think they'll come out at home tonight and have a great performance. And, and like I said, the, the keys are going to be rebounding 
I mean, forcing TCU to take jump shots. They're not a great jump shotting team at all. They like to get into the paint and, and be aggressive. Like a lot of what we saw, even though Texas Tech can shoot the three a little bit better, um, a lot of what we see from Texas Tech, they're going to get into the paint. They're going to be aggressive. Um, they're just kind of kind of play with that, you know, dog mentality, which every team in the Big 12 does really. And it's why there's no easy games. But if they could keep them out the paint, um, kind of, you know, collapse their defense, force them to take jump shots, I think Texas will win this game. Once again, it will not be a 23-point win. It's going to be a lot closer than that. And TCU, who is likely going to be in the NCAA tournament, has been playing great basketball as of late. Um, but Texas should win this game. Uh, they will win this game if they can make them uh, turn them into a jump shooting team. Once again, TCU only shooting 29% from the three-point line. So that's where they're going to have to win. And then, of course, on the offensive end, they're just going to have to be more aggressive. Um, we've seen when the offense has really struggled, they have not uh, been able to get into the paint. And they've kind of let defenses dictate what they do. Marcus Carr, um, Courtney Ramey, and Andrew Jones at the guard positions are going to have to be aggressive and, and dictate what the defense does and not the other way around. But I think that will happen. Longhorn Nation, they're going to get the win. Once again, I'm in the building tonight. Um, really excited to watch the game and really excited to see one of the final two men's basketball games at the Irwin Center. Thank you for tuning in to a hump day edition of Locked on Longhorns, your daily number one source for all things Texas athletics. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Until tomorrow, peace.